all the headlines are about shootings and gun control and how we're going to solve this problem that we have with these mass shootings that have been happening all around our country. But there's one story involving guns that isn't really getting any attention. And today I want to talk about that. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett. I'm the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington, and you're listening to the Women's Blading Podcast. Well, I did take a little time off. Last week, my husband and I went on a much-needed vacation, sort of a working vacation to Florida, and it was amazing. Here in Western Washington, we've been living in a perpetual state of winter, and it's been rainy and gray and gloomy. It really wears on my mood. I barely make it through the winter season, and I live for spring and summer, and here it is June 1st, and it's still been rainy. So a reprieve from this dark weather was very needed and very much enjoyed. We uh, got to see the new Top Gun movie while we were down there. We went on opening night last Tuesday, and that was super fun. It was heartwarming to see the American pride on full display in that movie, and uh, it was cheesy. I won't lie. I thought it was super cheesy. Um, The storyline was uh, very far-fetched, but it was cool. And um, despite all the cheesiness, it was it was a really great movie. It was a feel good movie. It, you know, really, everybody seemed really amped up that was in the theater. And so highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Although based on what I see in my Facebook feed, it seems like everybody's seen it now. Um, So that's awesome. It's nice to see something somewhat patriotic in our movie theaters. So that's definitely something good to support. And we got our toes in the sand and swam in the ocean. And that was amazing. Uh, It's definitely a totally different feel from Washington State. People there were happy and friendly. And you didn't see the kind of the woke crowd that you see here in Western Washington. So that was a nice change and certainly enjoyed. So if you are from the woke state of Washington or another uh, leftist state, I do recommend getting yourself uh, some reprieve in a free conservative state and see how the other side of the country lives because it is quite refreshing. And it was nice, actually, to be off the podcast last week, considering the shooting in Uvalde, Texas. I um, I'm glad that, you know, I would have obviously been talking about that last week. So I'm glad that I kind of have had the chance to sort of sit back and let everything unfold and, and kind of watch what's going on before talking about it. And I'm not going to talk too much about it today because I want to talk about a story that that really isn't getting uh, much publicity. But one of the things that we can't deny about this shooting in Uvalde with these 19 children and was it two or three adults uh, who were who were killed, the story keeps changing. 
there are so many inconsistencies. The police chief isn't cooperating with the investigation, and then he says he is. This The story about the teacher propped the door open, and then they said she didn't. Uh, they said they waited 10 minutes before they entered, and then it changed to actually they waited for an hour. How did the shooter get his hands on these weapons that were, you know, these ARs were high-end ARs that were around, I think, $2,000 and uh, a lot of ammo. And I believe he worked at Wendy's or Arby's, something like that, that pays minimum wage. Where did he afford all of this? I mean, there's this story is so complex and there's this whole web of lies that we can see forming. I think it's safe to say that this isn't, a, you know, the people that are talking about all these inconsistencies and what's going on, it's not a conspiracy theory. It is right there for everyone to watch. So if you know, if you're on the side of no, this isn't planned or coordinated, or there's nothing, you know, out of the ordinary to see here, just some sick, twisted kid who went in and shot up a school. No, there's definitely more than that going on. And I think it's something that we need to pay attention to and be very discerning as we watch the information come out, as we see what they're allowing to be shared and how the narrative is being twisted and how the facts are being twisted. Uh, so I'm I'm not really going to dig, dig into that one today, but I just did want to make that point of there's something stinky going on and it makes me heartbroken. I mean, already heartbreaking enough that these families have lost their children and their, their loved ones, these teachers who lost their lives in this. I can't imagine being the parent of one of these kids and watching what is going on, watching the lies and the deception and the dance that's going on. It is sickening. And I hope that the truth comes out. I can't help but think that this is very much part of a larger agenda by the radical left to confiscate guns from law-abiding citizens. Um, the timing is not lost on me and hopefully it's not lost on you either. So keep your eyes on that. Tucker Carlson did a good special, um, a good monologue on that last night, which I would encourage you to take a look at. But it's going to be interesting to see the facts come out on that. One of the um, stories involving a shooting that we aren't hearing a lot about is also a shooting in Texas that happened over the weekend. It is a woman who shot an intruder in Houston. Uh, this happened on Monday night, so Memorial Day, around 9 p.m. He broke into the home, and we don't know exactly how he broke into the home, but we do know that he forced entry uh, through the front door because the door frame um, and the door was completely uh, broken. And so this woman, and the, the home is filled with children and adults. It sounds like they were having some sort of party or something. I mean, it's Memorial Day, so maybe they were having a barbecue or who knows what they were doing. But the, the apartment was filled with people, including young children. And this woman uh, sh shoots him and kills him. And uh, I'm not sure if the woman was 
the renter of the apartment or or what the situation is there. I don't think they have released her name or any of those details. But this is an important situation that should be getting more media attention than it is. Because when we look at the left's attempt to grab our guns and take our Second Amendment rights away, what we don't hear people talking about is women's rights to protect themselves. And Joe Biden, I believe it was yesterday, was talking about um, banning nine millimeter handguns. Well, a nine millimeter handgun is one of the most popular firearms for women to own for self-protection. And so I see that as a, you know, let's disarm the women. Let's, you know, let's disarm our average citizens who are law-abiding citizens who have, you know, as the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington, we have organized trainings for the ladies in our group to go get, you know, firearm safety training and learn how to to use a handgun and feel comfortable using a handgun with other ladies. Um, we've done lady specific classes to just for the fact to to train our, our ladies in how to use these firearms so that they can protect themselves because our government is not protecting us from criminals, especially here in Washington state. We have this policy of we just let criminals go. And especially with COVID, they let uh, thousands out of jail and they have changed the laws to make it even easier for criminals to get out of jail. So you've got women across the state and across the country who are feeling that need to be able to protect themselves. And as we see in this particular case with this apartment in Houston, this woman was obviously carrying, I mean, I I imagine this situation like this guy just busted in and she happened to already be armed and, and in a position ready to shoot. And if we've got our government trying to take away our our guns at large and especially our you know we've gone from they want to ban assault weapons which please define assault weapon what is that um they talk about ars i think everybody on the left thinks ar stands for assault rifle and then now we're talking about banning the nine millimeter as well so it's clear to see that they don't just want to ban quote, assault weapons, they want to make it impossible for citizens to defend themselves, whether that's defending themselves from criminals or from a tyrannical government, which we see in Canada, they've put a ban on all guns. And when we see stuff like that happening in Canada, I think it gets really scary because how far is that from them trying to do that here? And I think, you know, I don't know a gun owner that's going to hand over their weapons to the government. So that would be interesting to watch that play out. I know Gavin Newsom was talking about some kind of a buyback program on guns. Well, Gavin never owned the firearms to begin with. So how they do a buyback program, I don't know. But all of this is getting very sketchy, very concerning, as you know, we've seen with COVID and what our government has done with COVID, especially here in Washington. Our governor still has emergency powers some 800 and we're probably getting close to 830 days later. So 
citizens are really feeling that our our rights are being taken. And, you know, the left likes to say, you know, the, the Second Amendment was never designed for people to own ARs and, and the kind of weapons that we have today. Well, that's actually not true. The Second Amendment was designed so that a citizen could protect themselves, protect their family and protect their property. And for law-abiding citizens, law-abiding gun owners, that is what we do. You don't see in these mass shootings, you don't see these being done by law-abiding gun owners. The guns are, well, I know in the case of the Uvalde shooter, he did have that, um, he had gotten that legally. Um, But look at all the, look at all the red flags on that kid. I mean, it was like flag after flag after flag. And we see, I believe it was two years ago, he even posted something on social media or sent a message to a friend or any, it, somehow he sent a message that when he graduated, he was going to go shoot up a school. And that's just one of the red flags on this kid. You don't have these crimes being committed by law-abiding citizens. So you take the the guns away from the law-abiding citizens and make these you know, gun safety laws. Well, what are you going to see? You're still going to see the criminals getting their hands on firearms and doing the things that criminals do. It's complete disregard for the root of the problem, which I think the root system is very deep and and there's many different uh, legs to the to the roots. I don't think it's just one issue. But as we've seen, in our society with the destruction of the family unit, the, you know, bringing, taking fathers out of the home and kind of rewarding a single parent family structure where, you know, women, single moms are subsidized and and almost encouraged to be single moms and almost encouraged to have absentee fathers. And we don't value fathers in our society. And and so those are just a few of the things that have contributed to where we are now. It's not a gun problem. It is a heart problem. It's a head problem. And taking away guns from citizens is not the answer to this, especially taking firearms out of the hands of women. Why does the government want us to be helpless women? That's a question that I really started thinking about when I heard Joe Biden talking about banning the 9mm. Why do they want to disarm women? Why do they not want us to defend ourselves? They talk so much about women's rights, but they want to control what rights those are. They don't want those to be just rights across the spectrum. They want it to be rights to control killing the baby that's in our body. They don't want it to be to protect ourselves against uh, an intruder in our home or, uh, you know, if we're out in a dark parking lot in, in the middle of the night by ourselves and a criminal comes up and attacks us. They don't want us to be able to defend ourselves. And they have certainly made it so that we don't have law enforcement that can protect and defend us. Here in Washington state, as in many other areas of the country, they've done this whole movement to defund the police. We had several anti-police laws passed in 2021 that really tied the hands of our law enforcement. And so making it even more unlikely for law enforcement to be able to protect citizens in these dangerous situations that they may encounter with criminals. In addition to defunding the police, they've also required that police get the COVID mRNA injection or they lose their job. So here in Washington, we had a lot of people leave the 
Seattle Police Department, the Washington State Patrol, because they weren't willing to take that injection. So we're already operating with these new laws and a lower staff and making the case for why citizens need to be armed. And so this, as I see us going into 2023 and and these 2022 elections, this is an issue that's going to be really big. The Second Amendment is is one of our top priorities that we as citizens need to be fighting for. And I would encourage every woman to get your hands on a firearm, go to your local gun range and try out different firearms, get some training, get a lesson, um, try different things, find out what feels right to you. It took me a while to figure out what felt right to me and what I I preferred. You'll want to try some different ones and most ranges will allow you to to try a variety of handguns before you purchase something um, and then get lessons and get comfortable using that firearm so that you feel like you can defend yourself. Because I think as we move forward, this is going to become even more important for us. Um, Get your concealed carry permit here in Washington. I actually got mine right before COVID, right before they shut everything down for like a year, but everybody's back open now. So it shouldn't be, I think the backlog is relieved. So wherever you are in the country, you should be able to get your concealed carry permit, but do that. Don't wait. Even if you know, you feel like you're a little bit scared about it. Don't wait, go, um, go get a, get yourself a firearm get training, get your concealed carry permit, and practice your Second Amendment right and and be armed. And that is probably one of the biggest things that we need to be uh, focused on right now. Uh, As we see these shootings um, all over the country, you know, we had Buffalo a a few weeks ago, and then we had this Texas shooting, and we're not going to see it stop. And this is going to be a big part of the narrative going into the elections. And especially in Congress, we're going to see these, these gun laws that they're going to, that they're going to push through. And what's even scarier is that you've got people on the right, Republicans, um, maybe they're just rhinos. <laughs> um, I know Adam Kinziger was on uh, CNN, I believe, talking about how he would support uh, these gun safety laws. So we've got people on the right who are going to join forces with the Democrats to pass some of this stuff. So it's really important that we be aware. And conservative ladies of Washington will certainly be putting out information um, about updates and, and laws as they're going through Congress uh, so that you can get updates on that. But we will want to be contacting our legislators and telling them that we do not support this. And it's really important as we go to vote this year that we're voting for people who are taking a stand against this and standing up for our Second Amendment rights. This conversation is going to get real interesting and it's going to get even more heated than it already is. It's going to be really important that we stay educated and keep ourselves informed as to what's going on so that we can defend our rights on this one. It's 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 a big deal. Uh, so that's kind of what I wanted to share with you about the gun stuff. I got I guess I got a little bit more into the Uvalde thing and kind of on that topic than I had planned to, but wanted to bring that to your attention about the woman in Houston who had uh, used her weapon in self-defense as what it's designed for. I mean, that is prime case for the Second Amendment. And that's why you see that story 
being buried. I also wanted to share with you just briefly about our event that we had in Bothell on May 20th. That was right before I went uh, to Florida on vacation. And it was such an amazing night. We had 800 people just America loving people in the audience. We, uh, my friend Deanna sang the national anthem and it was just beautiful. I always get goosebumps every time I hear that song. And we had, uh, representatives, Jim Walsh and Jesse Young, along with Zach Abraham, who, um, talked a lot about what's going on here in Washington state in the legislature. We have, um, the this past session they the democrats said that the name of jesus couldn't be used on the house floor and so that basically put a stop to or they were trying to put a stop to the republicans who were trying to pray on the house floor as they had always done so it was really interesting to hear more information about that but it was just cool to have so many people in the same room, it really was heartwarming to know, you know, I think sometimes we feel like we're all alone, especially in a place like Western Washington, I often feel like I'm surrounded by radical leftists. And so it was really nice to be in a space with people who think the way I think and believe the things I do and love Jesus and love America. One of the things I talked about in my speech was about will God rescue me? Will God rescue you? And I'll talk about that more in a future podcast. But one of the things I really wanted to share with you that's really been on my heart a lot lately, and I feel God has been speaking to me about, will God save America was the the theme of our event. And so I talked about how God had saved me. And being saved is different than being rescued. And sometimes God leaves us in the fire, leaves us in the in the valley He doesn't leave us there. He's with us, but he lets us go through that. He doesn't rescue us always. And there's a reason for that. And as we are in this, what feels like a really dark time in our country and our society, I want to share that with you as well, that we may be feeling like, God, when are you going to come and rescue us from this craziness, especially on June 1st, the first day of Pride Month? My inbox was filled with different companies, Kohl's and Bath and Body Works and everybody celebrating pride and it just is nauseating. And it's times like this where we feel like, God, where are you? When are you going to come and rescue us, rescue this country? And I just want to leave this with you that I don't know that it's always God's intent to rescue us right? Like I'm saved. I know where I'm going. I know where home is. And I know this earth is not my home. But sometimes I think God doesn't rescue us because there's work that can only be done in the fire, in the the valley that we're walking through. And he's walking with us, but it's a time where he can build our faith and he can get closer to us in the valley and in the fire than he can when everything's going hunky-dory. And so I just want to encourage you to, if you're a Jesus follower, if you're a Jesus needer, just lean on him during this time. And I just find myself asking, you know, God, this is dark. What do you want me to do? How can I shine your light in this darkness right now? What can I do today to be the light of Jesus to someone else who doesn't have that perspective on things because that is our gift to other people. And as my friend Todd Herman said on his podcast today, 
saving souls is the byproduct of saving the nation. And that's our job, friends. We are here to save other people and share the good news of Jesus Christ. And so I want to give you that nugget today. And when it feels dark, know that there are other people like you who are fighting too. And we just need to be the light in this dark place. And as it says in John 1, 5, light always wins and the darkness cannot overcome it. And as my pastor, Jay Smith of Cedar Park Church says, he says, it's not even a fair fight. So remember that when it feels like the devil is winning, it's not even a fair fight. God is up there. He is in control. He is on the throne and we can rest in that. So thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time. 